0: What's poppin' real ones? Logan Murdoch here with Roger Bell and Sasha on hand. We had a good conversation today about players versus the media. Thought it was gonna be like a I thought it was gonna be like a Larry Holmes like like drag out fight or something. It's a pretty good conversation, dog. Yeah,
1: dog. Look, life is about relationships, bro. You know, I mean, come on, man. It's a, it's a we all work hand in hand.
0: Yeah, yeah. We talked about media, we talked about Giannis, we talked about Laker Nation and we got into some good stuff, man. Temper your expectations. We talked about my nanny when I dropped 21 on MJ. Tap in! <laughs> it's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved QuickBets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that
1: makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month
0: popping real ones logan murdoch here Roger bell it's good bro how was your weekend dude listen can you see my face right now it's
1: two-tone i say listen a lot i i've realized that but look look you see the two-tone in my face yeah that's called mask burn i spent my whole weekend on a football field with my sons wearing the mask oh okay i thought i saw it but i was like nah and then i'm looking okay. at
0: myself in the zoom call mask burn. oh dog. i do see it i i do see, see that, right? that. I see that. I don't know if this part is going to get on video, but I definitely see it. It's like Florida up top in the winter, and it's like Montana on the bottom in the, oh, in the winter. So it's there right there. You've seen so, it. yeah, when you said mask, face, I thought you were just getting, like, the mask work done, like a mud mask or something. You weren't getting that popping off this weekend? No, God. No, I, I lost all cause in, in in the beauty department. Like, like I okay. don't even mess around. I used to. Like, full disclosure, dog, I was a vain I'ma dude. I'm keeping a bug, bro. Like, like, you got the Pharrell face right now. You know what I mean? Like, you got, like, you know what I'm saying? Shout out. Listen, it's a
1: hopeless it's a hopeless effort now, dog. The age is starting
0: to kick in. The wrinkles
1: on the forehead are, are pronounced. It's yeah, you gotta go gracefully, dog. I'm not fighting it. Okay. I'm not
0: fighting it. All right. They ain't going you ain't gonna you ain't gonna drop the skincare routine no time soon. I'm not Nobody the it, street the street the streets the streets is waiting for the Raja Bell skincare routine. Is this all I'm saying? The streets is waiting for. It. You're bugging. You're bugging. <laughs> Yo You're bugging. so so I so I was I was this weekend. I was, you know, I was just on Twitter like normal, right? And I, keep, mm-hmm. I kept getting mentions and texts that a Raja Bell was name-dropped in a rap song. Oh, indeed, sir. Indeed. By Jack
1: Harlow. By Jack Harlow. You made my sons... Like, my sons are aware that I played in the NBA. Um Yes. They are NBA fans, but not huge NBA fans. So, like, they don't really realize that at one point, like, if you were walking the streets in Phoenix or somewhere like that, I was a big deal. Like, I'm not saying, yeah. like, across the country, but in Phoenix, like, yeah. you know, or in Philly in 01, I was a
0: big deal. You got free beers. You you, you get I held got, down in Scottsdale. Yes,
1: I, correct. I could get in if there were no tables, and, like, I could do that at one point in my life. I can't anymore. Yeah. But when my name was in that damn song, I was, like... I mean, I don't. It was it was the best day of my son's life, apparently.
0: Yo, what's it? I, I'm. I want to get to a day where I'm name dropped in a rap song. What is the? <laughs> did you listen to the song? What's what's the feeling like when you hear the lyric? What's going on? What's yeah, happened? no, I I mean,
1: full disclosure, like I'm not all into like today's rap scene, so I don't know. My sons are. They thought it was super dope. I mean, it was like my wife was like, "Damn, okay, like well, you got name dropped in a song, like." kind of teasing me like how you feeling people you know it's been a long time since somebody like you know felt like that about me. so it w- it was cool though we had a little moment i got a bunch of texts uh my little cousins and shit um and apparently what, jack harlow is is kind of hot right now right like apologies
0: he's actually kind of
1: hard right now apologies my but i'm just not in that like genre of music you know what i mean
0: i mean he's he's in the streets man like he's one Kentu- of the ones Kentu- right
1: Kentu- now kentucky dude like lived in
0: lived in arizona for a long time right yeah. So it's, it, it kind of makes sense. He probably came to a game and watched you play live, maybe. You know what I mean? And was like, yo, yeah. I like this guy. I like this guy. My first and probably last name drop. I appreciate that, though. Shout out. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, who knows? This podcast might be popping. We might get a real one's what? name drop. A you know real I mean? one's
1: name drop? Or, or like, and this is going to be like, I'm going to do a little play on words. How about let's get to the shits? Oh, Okay. Like that, like, because you, you see how it goes both ways, right? Let's get to the shits.
0: Okay. All right. For sure. All, all right. right. All right. I think, okay. I see where you're going with this. All, all right. right. You, don't want to, you don't want to talk about, you don't want to talk about getting, <laughs> you know, rap lyrics dropped on you. Okay. Because we both know that if it was to go down, that Sasha would, is the most big time one here and she would get the name drop over all of us. No, 100%. Hey, but real talk. Tell, tell us why you're excited though. Like you tell us why you're excited. We're used to telling people why we mad, son. Yeah, tell us Let's why tell you're excited. tell them why excited. we're excited. Bro, yeah. I am so juiced right now because E40 and Too Short are doing a versus this week, okay? Uh, They're doing a versus uh, this week. The Bay is on the map. I am about to be so insufferable all week talking about y'all don't know nothing about this. We influence everything. Shout out to the Bay. Shout out to the Town. Shout out to the Vallejo. Shout out to E40. Shout out to the Hillside. Shout out to The Crest. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to CC Sabathia, Vallejo Legend. You know what I mean? We about to be really out here in these virtual streets, okay? We about to be, we about to have our scrapers. I don't know if you know that because you wasn't, I don't know if you know what that even is because you was a Piedmont. We're going to have our scraper bikes out. We're going to have our scraper cars out. You feel me? We're going to have our AAA black hoodies on. We're going to have our AvaRex jeans. We're going to have our black forces and our A's hats. Okay? We tapping in. It's really out here. You know what I mean? Shout out to the Bursus. Shout out to Two shorts, Shout out to E40, bro. We out here. All right. That's why, first of all, you are going to be insufferable. That was almost insufferable. But secondly,
1: AvaRex makes jeans? averex they used to make leathers when I played, but
0: they make jeans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We get that. We're gonna have the Abericks jeans. We're gonna have the Jabot jeans popping. You know what I mean? We're oh. gonna have the liquor store tees on the. Tr- I haven't uh. decided if I'm gonna have the triple X or the quadruple X tee on. Do you all go Saturday. double? Do
1: you go double T or single T?
0: You go? Uh, do you go uh, A T under the white T? No, so like the white T under the black T. Oh, oh, you know what I'm saying. Bet that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We're going real 07 energy right now. We're going to have the clear forces <laughs> popping. I'm so excited right now. Like, we re- I don't know if there- there's probably going to be like 30 viewers on that thing, but I'm about to be... I'm about to have like 29 devices just ready to go. we ready to rock. I'm going to hop on. Right. I- I'm going to mess with both of them, so I'm going to hop on. All right, man. Let's let's get to the shits. Let's get, let's to, get the shits. to the shits. I
1: asked you to. Let- let's get to them.
0: But I had... We had to talk about 40 and short, man. We had to. We had to put on for the bang. Stop it. Let's go. So... We didn't get to. T- we talked about a little bit about this on with Big Perk, friend of the mm-hmm. show, last week about Kyrie Irving.
1: He was phenomenal, by the way. Right? We can agree. Like we can Perk ag- was yeah. Perk
0: was really great, bro. We like you said in the pod. We need to have him like tw- bi monthly or something. We need to get him like. We just need to have our correspondent Perk just roll no through. No doubt. Um, We were talking, you both were talking about it. I just let you guys get the baton on this one. But but we both talked about Kyrie and how it's going to fit and um, how he's going to be on the Brooklyn Nets. Now, after that happened, Kyrie Irving put on IG story after he got fined $25,000 for not speaking to the media and putting a statement out there. um, He put on his IG story. I pray, we u- I pray we utilize the fine money for marginalized communities in need, especially seeing where we are in this world presently. I'm here for peace, love, and greatness. So stop distracting me and my team and appreciate the art. We move different over here. I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. And pawns was, uh, it was thought to be talking about the media. All right. Okay we don't have to talk about Kyrie as much as I do want to talk about the relationship between players and the media. Right. And I do want to get started. This all started, um, this all started because of Kyrie's comments on the aesthetics podcast with, um, Eddie Gonzalez and when Kevin Durant, where Kyrie says some stuff about LeBron, LeBron says something back and forth. And then, um, And then they're going back and forth about that. And then Kyrie goes and says, I want to put a statement out there instead of talking during media day. And then he calls us pawns. So why is there such a, from your vantage point as a former player, why is there such a contentious relationship between players and the media? Like what, what do you, why do you think that is? I don't think every
1: player has a contentious media, uh, media relationship like, or relationship with the media. I don't believe that to be true. but I think there was, there there you know, when I played, we didn't have nearly the voice um, that the players today have. Like, we didn't have our own pods. We didn't have these these social media accounts that had millions of followers for the most part. So we couldn't really get our message out. And at times, it is, it is frustrating um, and almost feels helpless when you're a player and the only narrative that can be put out there is that of the journalist or the club, right? Because you know, said journalist might be a beat writer. And, and no matter what you do in some instances, like that's, that's just what the narrative is going to be. Right. So I think, you know, if, if you don't foster sound relationships with the media, um, then, then that can be the case, you know, especially when I played, because you didn't have these outlets to have your, your, your voice heard. It was only coming from the media. So I think it kind of, you know, stems from like that type of relationship. But what I'll say to the relationship in general and especially as it pertains to like Kyrie and today is like is, as long as you were a good dude and you stood up and you did your media responsibility and you weren't disrespectful for the media for the most part um, those guys were fair now they might not always write a glowing review of what you did but you might not have deserved a glowing review of what you did they're always there's always an asshole like I played on there's always an asshole a guy who writes shit that no matter what you do or how nice you are to him he's going to write negative shit he might not you know everyone has their own taste of player and not everyone logan can be impartial when writing right like i've seen that on multiple teams and multiple markets but um as long as you foster good relationships you did your job you stood up you answered questions um you know you could even have a bad night and 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 say something like snarky and most dudes would give you the benefit of the doubt cuz they know that you are you know, in the heat of the battle and so on and so forth. I, I think what happens to players now, and I, I Kyrie falls into this category at times, it, they just say too much. Like, there's no, there, you don't, no one says that you have to bear your soul to the media. No one says that you have to tell them everything that's on your mind. Because if you give a media member something good, um, in terms of a nugget of information that's going to be inflammatory or something like that. I mean, that's their job in a lot of, you know, you're trying to get the clicks. You're trying to be the guy who can break the story. So, you know, you better believe they're going to do it. I don't hold that against them. I hold it against whoever it is that opened their mouth and said something that they wouldn't want written, you know, uh, in every publication across the world. And so I would say to these guys, like, you could still do your job and get up in front of the media. No one says you have to bury your soul every, every time someone asks you a question.
0: You said something that was really interesting um about narrative, right? About a narrative that can get put on you. How does that happen and how did you get a did you I feel like you got a narrative put on you? What is the feeling like that from a player's perspective and how do you break that if at all? And is it fair that we put that on
1: you? Well, again, I mean, I've I've had good narratives um You know, like when I was in Philly in 2001 and, you know, I kind of captured lightning in a bottle in that little bit of limited time in the finals. Like the narrative around me was really good. I mean, I wasn't ready to really contribute you know heavily on an NBA team but I had played well in that short window of time and and the narrative around me was good right like so it was it was it was cool like my narrative in Phoenix was really good I was hard working part of what they were doing there and you know I was really cool with all the the media guys um but the narrative around me the flip side of that was the narrative that transpired in Utah towards the end of my career and I talk about it a lot even though I was good with all the journalists out there um Brian Smith and and um, you know all the all the people that worked at Salt Lake Trib and all of that uh, Gordon Munson I think his name was like I had done a lot of work with them always gave an interview was always forthright never rude to anyone um, Utah is the Jazz and the Jazz is Utah right and so mm-hmm. no matter what transpired in that in that like you know season the narrative was going to be what they wanted the narrative to be you understand what I'm saying and so mm, that yeah. was super frustrating for me because I got a lot of a lot of hate from jazz fans for a long time for for a situation that they were only getting one side of, right? And, like, all I was asking, like, if you hear my side of it and you still want to hate me, cool, like, no problem. But if you never hear my side and I can never get it out, like, that sucks. And that's just, you know, you couldn't control that at the time. Now, Logan, I would say, like, if you ask me a question, um you know, I'd be very guarded about my response. I'd give you what I want you to know as a journalist. That way you can't write anything else. Anything else would just be opinion. It wouldn't be factually based and it would just be purely opinion pieces. Um, and then I, I would also use my social media accounts or my platform if I had a pod to get my narrative out there. And and I, I wouldn't be condescending and demeaning to the media. That's counterproductive because again, it's a relationship business.
0: When you say when you say that, like what was your side versus what was put out there? Well. My like the
1: my side is you know what had transpired between myself and the club leading up to the outburst in Philadelphia, right? like all of the you know all of all of the help that I actually tried to give to the coach leading up to um when him and I just couldn't work together anymore, and none of that was depicted in the relationship, right? like this was just it the narrative was I got salty because. Gordon Hayward was now starting and I wasn't. And then I started like beefing with the coach, but that was, that was absolutely not what happened. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was championing for Ty Corbin. Like I I was a young black man in Salt Lake. I was aware when I walked around the streets that there weren't (laughs) that many people that looked like me. I thought it was super dope that Ty got that job. So like I was in the locker room trying to hold him down. Like I was that guy for a while. And then things started to happen behind the scenes that, that soured our relationship, those were never told. Right. And so the narrative in Utah was what it was. And that's, that as a player can be frustrating. So I understand that.
0: Can you be more specific on this part, this part that you just said where you can't say anything, how does that feel where you're like, bro, y'all ain't telling the whole story, but I can't say that just yet. I have to wait 10, 12 years to do this on a podcast with Logan Murdoch. Just wait on it how do you what does that look what does that how does that feel like what does that feel like you know you
1: kind of bury it i mean it's there's no way to really feel about it it feel it's it's a little fucked up like you you know shit logan not for nothing like i i probably lost like a uh, another minimum contract on a team like as a as a good dude um that I might've otherwise got because I wasn't a good dude anymore, right? Like the narrative around me had changed. Now In I'm not- In air
0: quotes, you weren't a good dude, right? I weren't In a good quotes, dude, you, right? Like, yeah. and
1: now let me say saying, like, look, I, I fucked up by what I said to, to the coach. Like I had as big a part of that as anybody, but I couldn't explain that. Like there was no way, no one wanted to hear it. No one would write it. And it just was what it was like. And I was okay with that. I had to sleep at night feeling like, hey man, like he had pushed me to a limit that I just I did what I felt was right and I can sleep at night. Um, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like when I told the story the other day, like I was sitting outside having a beer later in the day, and it never really crossed my mind. And I was sitting there and there was a level of satisfaction because I actually got to tell the fucking story. And I had never mm. got to tell it. You know what I mean? Like no one had ever heard it except the people close to me.
0: Mm, got it. Well, do you feel like this is what this is how I feel. And I feel like right now in a way that it hasn't been in a while. I don't know if there is at least the, how am I going to say this? I don't know if there, there's at least a recognition that inherently both sides need each other, man. Like we need y'all to, you know what I mean? We need y'all to do our jobs and, in large part, you guys need us to do your jobs, right? Like, but I think that there has to be respect in that, right? Like, we have to tell your, sto- your story, and there's a responsibility to telling your story, right? And then on the other side, to get your message out, like, even with this player empowerment and, and social platform movement and all of that, y'all still need us, just like we need you guys, right? I don't feel like there is that recognition anymore. Is that fair? Or, or it's eroding. I feel like it's eroding. I think the
1: relationship is getting more and more contentious. I, I think it's fair to say that it may be eroding a bit. Uh, I do think there's still some really solid relationships between players and journalists. Um, and I You are absolutely correct. Uh, the, the whole thing, the whole industry works together. It works hand in hand you know players don't exist without owners i mean you do but you don't have this platform to play in the nba right the nba isn't what it is without without the fans um the the fans um have access and are engaged and 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 get insight through the media and so it all look it all just works hand in hand and we all like
0: here's another thing though like this is i think this is even great point right now is like yeah, you can have your player platform, but when you want to leak a trade to somebody, you're not going to do that on on uninterrupted. You're going to do that to your media pod and then be like, "Yo, man, I'm trying to get up out of here. Don't put my name on it." But like, yo, I'm trying. I requested That's a trade. One hundred percent.
1: Like, you use the media. You need the media. And I'll take it a step further. And let's not even. I'm not going to say Kyrie in this, but let's use LeBron for instance. Without the media, without the media, do you think LeBron is who LeBron is? I mean, LeBron would still be have been the most gifted, like physical specimen to come into the NBA. But let's talk about like the media coverage that LeBron got since he was in like middle school. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the the media coverage delivers you this. this now you have to hold up your end of the bargain. I don't. I don't mean to take anything away from LeBron. That's the furthest thing from what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to say that 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 level of 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 icon status takes like your ability. And the media like coverage of said ability at working together to create what you have. Yeah.
0: And and you're right in that in that instance, right? Because media isn't just your local paper and beat writer. It's ESPN. It is it is Warner Brothers who was in partnership with LeBron. Like LeBron, yes, LeBron is a multi-billion dollar entity, right? He's he is by himself. But He is partnering with a media company to do his to do what he to get his message out there. If there was no media, he would just be a generational talent on a basketball court with no one watching. And that's just facts. Right. But also, we need players like LeBron to market. And we are in this together no matter what. Right. Like if you for any media, any guy that's trying to do like his own media brand, who does he partner with to get legitimacy? a media company it just works hand in hand man like i think that we just i think we just need to i think players need to recognize it and to some extent journalists need to recognize that like yo we need each other
1: well let me let me ask you because i've never been a journalist in a locker room looking to get a quote like i've only been on the other side of that mic right so sure are you beefing with Kyrie right now like uh, if you're if you're no, not not right now as Logan Murdoch. But let's say oh, okay. you're you're walking the. Let's say you're on the 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 Brooklyn Nets beat, right? Like, are you beefing because he's not doing media, or are you like, look, man, motherfucker, don't want to talk? Like, he's not going to talk. I, I mean, I, how do you guys uh, feel? Some people are up in a, I
0: I've read some. Yeah, people's yeah. No, people, are, on people, it. Are, people are people are are in their feelings on both sides for sure. Um, I think if I was a beat writer, I don't know if I necessarily agree with him, but I at least would try to understand him. At least would make an effort to, which is also hard to do during COVID because, like, there's a bigger barrier right now between the media and players. But say there was no COVID and I'm in the locker room, I would at least try to understand him. Like, yo, why do you feel this way? What, what have you read to get you to this point and this,
1: this change? Is that, is that a call you make to his people? Do you grab him in the locker room? Like, I'm really interested in that, right? Because he's not giving any access. So how do you, how do you achieve that?
0: So, usually when I try to do it, like, I'll try to do it in the locker room, right? And I think that this is something that we're taught in general um, as journalists, that's something that I've been taught, is you do not, This is that's a conversation you have without the, the recorder. You're like, yo, hey, what's up? Kyrie, da-da-da-da-da. Like, at least try to ma- maintain that relationship, or at least try to cultivate a relationship where to where you can speak on authority what he's actually talking about, right? Right. Um. Now, it's easier said than done sometimes because some dudes just don't want to talk. Like, you go into a, a pre, pre-game um, locker room and ain't nobody up in there. No one. And I think it's... And I'm not speaking on Kyrie. I'm just speaking in general because he's not the only one that feels like that. Like, if you're never giving me an opportunity to get to know you, you can't be mad at me when all I, I'm working with all I have. Right? Yeah. That's fair, right? Like, if, I, if I'm trying, if I'm going into the locker room pre-game... Every time, and I'm not saying this because I'm not in Brooklyn, I'm not saying this in regards to Kyrie, I'm just saying this in the general terms. If I'm going in the locker room all the time and I'm going to your um, charity events and I'm going to um, your the awards you get or whatever, all your events, I'm going there and I'm trying to cultivate this relationship with you and I'm trying to make sure at least your story is told fairly. Like We don't have to agree on nothing, but at least I am d- making an effort to make sure that your story is told fairly and you still just like, ah, just brushing me to the side, ah, brushing me to the side. I can only go with what I see and I can only go with what I'm, you know, with what's presented to me. That's all I can do. That's yeah. fair, right? Because I'm
1: trying to get to know you. No, it is fair because again, you're describing a, a relationship and that's a one-sided relationship, right? Like you're making every effort you can make. And someone is brushing you off like you're you're going to view things and write things from that perspective as the person who tried and the relationship wasn't like the 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 the, the effort wasn't reciprocated. You know what I always did, and I like, I mean, I don't know, I, I I thought it was helpful for me. You know, you get a cup of coffee as a player anywhere you want in an arena, right? I like to drink coffee, so I you know I could have asked a ball kid to get me coffee. Just about every place i went to and even on home games i would go to the media room and get coffee um mm-hmm. and i would go down there and i'd you know i'd meander around for five minutes or so and it's early in the night like this is before you know this is with i don't know an hour and a half on the clock so i'm not taking away from anything the team's doing but i'd be down there in the media room grabbing coffee like you know putting my my fucking sugar and my my my, my whatever in it and just kind of talking shit with the journalists that were around like you know what i mean not in a yeah it, it, you know, but it was just, you're putting, you're putting, you know, faces to people outside of that locker room environment, right? And you're having a conversation that's not revolving around basketball right now, dude. I'm just here, you're here eating dinner before you got to work. And I'm here grabbing a coffee before I got to work. And we're just going to chop it up for, you know, I don't know, 30 seconds before we both go do our jobs. Those are relationship building
0: things. What do you, and this is something I want to ask you as a player, what do you look for in a journalist in terms of like fairness, in terms of like, Cause I, I know players pay attention to us. Like you guys act like you don't, but I I know I see you guys pay attention to the journalists that are working hard, that are trying, right? At least for the most part. But yeah. what do you look for in a journalist or someone that is that is covering you? Do you who gets the more respect in your book? Um,
1: let's see, man. I, for for local journalists, I always appreciated somebody who, you know asked me questions and had the relationship like you described before where they could they would come to me and talk and they weren't asking me for anything right like i've had plenty of conversations with with uh you know a paul coro in in in, in phoenix or a brian smith in 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 uh um in utah and different places where we're having conversations about what my kids are doing and stuff like that. Like, they're not asking me for anything. There's no nugget that they're trying to, you know, unearth in the conversation that we're having. You know what I mean? And then, like, I always thought that went a long way for the trust building. And then, you know, I'm not stupid. So when you're asking me questions, I always appreciated someone who's asking me straightforward questions. Like, you're not trying to, you know, mask anything. There's no hidden agenda in what you're asking. And then thirdly, like, I know what I said to you. So... Like if I gave you a bunch of information to one point and you chose to use like one thing I said to another point to illustrate your point, like then I know who you are, right? Like cause you didn't really characterize like you our conversation the right way. Like you miss you mischaracterized the tenor of our conversation, right? So like those, you know, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's kind of how I figured out like who I like to be around
0: and who I didn't. And, 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 then, and that so I think I think you're saying like not somebody that's just it just comes around for the scrums or whatever, right? Like this, it just comes around. You don't really know them like that, but they do come in. You know, tap in with you before the game, or maybe tapping with you after. See, like, yeah. yo, man, how's the family doing? And da 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 da, right? Like, no scr- at least understand you.
1: No doubt. But you now, everyone else in that scrum that you just described has a job to do. So when you get up in front of me, like, and I'm I'm getting like I got my clothes on and I'm standing up to do my interview. Um, you know, I will certainly answer everyone's questions, but I'm not going to be as forthright. This takes me back to what I'm I'm saying about Kyrie. Like I'll give you honest answers about what happened in the game, but I might not bear to you like exactly what's on my mind, because I don't know what you're gonna do with that. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Like sure. the relationship guys are who I would give a little bit more to because I trust that you you're you know me. You know that even if I say something like like derogatory in in, in the midst of all kind of glowing shit, that I that I would for the most part I'm happy about what's taking place. And you're not just going to print the one thing I said negative.
0: Okay. Now one, you did touch on another point that some, sometimes I get, that some journalists get a little annoyed with, right? Like at least local journalists that they put in all this work that they are, you know, like that they're trying to cultivate this relationship with players and stuff like that. And it seems like it's going good. Right. But then when like the big stuff pops off that y'all are supposed to leak or whatever, y'all don't hold us down. All right, that's another annoying thing that we feel like. Like, yo, man, why don't you just hold us down? Like, what? We we've been here. Like, I don't know if you realize the the stuff that jerk. we don't go on the on the on the the charter jets. We do the layover joints and stuff like that. We have it hard to follow y'all all around the country. And right. sometimes we just feel like, yo, man. I'm not saying specifically you, but I'm saying players in general, right? Like, yo, man, we holding you down. We we've written these things about you. We have always been fair. We ain't, we obviously haven't been like glowing all the time, but we've been fair to you. And we've gone to all your events. And then like, yo, somebody, you don't give us like the little inside scoop that you just give somebody else. That's maybe deemed higher than them. Yeah. That listen,
1: I, I can appreciate that. That's a shitty feeling, man. Like, and and that's a, you know, uh, I, I maybe couldn't have, but I, I told you this and I'm, I said it off air. Like, Look, man, I Sean Marks and Steve Nash, I was on the phone with them about a possible job in Brooklyn for a long fucking time. I held that information as a journalist, right? Because that's what I do now, forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. wasn't allowed to say shit about it. I wasn't allowed to talk about, like, anything, right? And then, you know, I did lightweight feel some kind of way. I'm like, damn, dog, like... Like, y'all wouldn't even let a brother break the news. I've been holding your secret for fucking two months. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you won't even yeah, let me yeah. break it. You know I got a pod. So I, I now know how that feels. I don't have a good answer as to why it happens,
0: except. Hey, Roger, though, check this out, though. Huh? Hey, bro, if you ever have a coaching gig, I'm looking you dead in the face right now. <laughs> don't do me how they did you. Don't. <laughs> don't do me and Sasha how they did you.
1: Fair. Fair. I think that's fair. And do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right?
0: I'm Just saying. All right. Saying. Well, for sure, man. Let's take a quick break. We're going to talk about... <laughs> 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 You'll find out. And we're back. <laughs> and I want to talk about something interesting that was said over the weekend last week about Jan- with Giannis Adetokounmpo. He said some, some very interesting things w- in regards to his extension. He said... I'm not focused on that. My agent and Bucks general manager and the Bucks ownership are focusing on these those discussions. But I'm focused on myself. How can I get better? How can I help my teammates get better? How can we be ready Saturday to play our first preseason game? That was interesting, Rajabelle. Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting because that is the first time and I'm not saying I'm not speculating that that Giannis is going to leave, and he's going to get traded. He's going to be on another team. He very well can sign that ridiculous extension that he's that he's on the table right now. Right? What I what is noteworthy to, to your boy, and that's me. I'm your boy. Um, what's noteworthy to me is this is something way different than what he's been saying all along. Right? And it's something. And it's and it's interesting because it seems like this is the exit playbook for a star player that he's on. And I'm not saying that he's going to leave. I'm not saying that he's going to leave. I'm just saying it's very noteworthy. And let me tell you what I have seen over the years with star players that have ultimately left. Mm-hmm. First they start saying, what do you, I'm, I'm well, first there's an initial story that leaks, right? That is, um, if such and such doesn't want a title or isn't competing for a title, Then I want to leave. Then I'm going to explore my options in free agency. Now Giannis had that. He he. uh, I don't know if he leaked it, but there was a leak story to Malika Andrews of ESPN uh, in 2019 about Giannis potentially like, if there's not a championship, I'm going to leave, or I'm going to be going to talk about leaving. So that happens. Then said superstar denies the initial report and saying, "What are you talking about?" My heart is always in this city. I'm always here. I'm, I'm here. I am a such and such for not for life, but I'm I, this is my team and this is where I want to be. This is where I want to retire. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the years go by. Right. And then it's like, then they, they re up and they say, it's not as quite as strong, but they say, yeah, man, I'm not talking about that. I want to be here. As Giannis did after the bubble to Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports said, I wanted to be here. Right. That's my dude. Chris Haynes, good dude shout out to Fresno good good yep. dude shout out to Fresno and then after that then that happens and then you get a quote like this from Giannis from, that Giannis just had it's like oh I'm not sure that's between management and my agent Mm-mm. I'm not like I said I'm not saying he's about to go it's just very very noteworthy that he's saying this because this is the same playbook we've heard from a guy like Dwight Howard from a guy like Paul George, from a guy like even a LeBron James, who has just been like, you know, this is where I was, or LeBron like was way more calculated. This is where I am right now. We'll see what happens. I think right. he did it perfectly, right? And then most recently, Kevin Durant, who also played the LeBron playbook and was like, oh, I'm just testing free agency. We'll see what happens. Either way, it always, whenever you're there's doubt and somebody casts doubt, nine times out of ten that that player is leaving. What do you think?
1: It sounds like you're saying, like you, while you're trying to like straddle the fence, it sounds like you're saying everything about the like the arc of his comments suggests that he's that he is on the way out of Milwaukee. It sounds like that's what you're saying. I mean, I, I don't
0: I'm have saying any... I'm saying this playbook has been used. I don't know if he's
1: leaving though. So if he's following this playbook, then we're we're up out of Milwaukee. Right. Um, first of all, I would I would like what would a guy say who was having some reservations or concerns about what's taking place around him um, that would be satisfactory? Like, what could he say that wouldn't be, like, uh, short of saying, no, this is it, I'm in in Milwaukee, I'm locked in, like, you guys have me for life. I don't know what a guy could say that would have people um, feel at ease, right? Like, there's- It's not what he could say, it's what he could do, which is sign an extension sign an extension but like you you have leverage only when you don't sign the extension right away right like so you once you sign the extension you're in and so that brings me to the next the next question I have is or the next point I would make teams do that shit all the time too like a team would tell you in a medium not trading Logan Logan is not available Logan will not be in any deals that we make Logan. And then on the back
0: end, y'all like, hey Logan, what y'all get? What y'all want for Logan? Yeah, what what can we get for Logan?
1: Right. And as soon as that, as soon as that meets your demand, Logan is on the damn move. And so, like, you know, it, it's a two way street. And and a further step in that conversation would be, um, like, a team, a team doesn't have any loyalty to a player. They don't. They don't. That's like, true. They can That's tell true. you what they want. They have no loyalty. So I'm always going to be on team like megastar for sitting around and holding people's feet to the fire to put the pieces in place that they think they need to win. Because a team, given the opportunity, I mean, I don't know what a good name is for for Giannis right now. Like, I don't know what a good name is for that. But like, if if you think if Milwaukee was offered, I don't know, um, AD and Damian Lillard in some sort of sign and trade deal where the pieces could shuffle, you think Milwaukee is going to hold on to Giannis?
0: That's that's pretty tough, man. That's tough. I'm just saying it probably that's not, tough. That, I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. That's a tough one.
1: Okay. Maybe I made
0: it tougher I don't than it should have tra- been. I, don't well, trained, okay. I don't know if you trade. I don't right. know if you trade Giannis. How about this? How about this?
1: You could get A D and LeBron for Giannis. Let's make it a clearer picture for you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Right. But yeah. my point, my overall point, and I, I didn't execute it well, was like a team, once they get something better than they think you are, they're moving you, right? Like they're gonna move you. It's what it is. Once they get a good enough deal.
0: That happened with, um, I don't know the year, but with Blake Griffin when they traded his ass to Detroit. He had just signed a big deal in, um, in L.A. And as soon as the, uh, I think, as soon as his, I don't know what you want to call it. As soon as he was eligible to get traded, they traded his ass out of town. So it happened. So I, That's Blake Griffin. That's Blake Griffin. I mean, I,
1: so anyway, man, I, I guess, I mean, Giannis could, in fact, be executing the playbook. Well, do you agree with
0: me with the playbook talking? though? Do you agree? Do I do you see oh, yeah. this listen, and okay.
1: anything short of a dude, okay, anything short of a dude saying, No, I'm locked in, I'm let me sign that. You have to be concerned. Like
0: you have to have, I mean So what do you do as a front office then if somebody is like, yo, I don't know, are you just on pins and needles? because I, I feel like this is when the desperation moves start happening when you get the wild trades and you get the like why does he fit on the team oh because we thought the superstar had just well, left us wanted him like that's when i think your that's lines of weird. communication
1: your lines of communication with his with his representation and therefore with him uh that being Giannis, uh would need to be you know wide open and very active so that you're not just taking wild swings as a franchise to get pieces that don't move the needle for him, right? Like we talk a lot about like, do you run something by LeBron? Well, you better because if you do some dumb shit and LeBron is like, that doesn't move the needle for me, you just did some dumb shit and it didn't help you with LeBron, right? So you got to be like bouncing shit off the wall with representation. You know, what's Giannis feel like with that? Like we got a chance to get, you know, Logan or Raja. Does Giannis like either one of those? No, he doesn't. All right, we'll keep digging. Um, And and then you got to be forthright with them. Like, look, I know you guys have a, a, like our feet to the fire here. You guys have the leverage. We understand that. We're committed to building around Giannis, um, provided we can do it responsibly. But we also don't want to put ourselves in a situation that if Giannis walks, we're left here like in, in a situation that we can't rebuild uh, from. So like, we have to be responsible too. And so I, I do think you have to have some real good communication and forthrightness from both sides behind closed doors. It doesn't have to play out in the media um, to make sure that everybody you know kind of gets what they want in a situation like that.
0: How is it for a player that is a potential free agent, and you see a guy, and you're like, "Yo, man, I'm thinking about signing in Milwaukee." Woo, woo, but there's that uncertainty with Giannis, right? Do you take the one year deal to win a, t- win a to potentially win a chip, or do you take that security, and you're just gonna be in Milwaukee for two, three years? How do you, how do you how do you do that?
1: Well, I think that depends on who you are, what kind of deal you're getting, right? Like if you're a player like I was the first time I was in Utah where I hadn't made a lot of money um, and it was going to be a big contract for me, I don't know that that would really, really deter someone for going out and getting their first bag, like the one that's going to set them up. You know what I'm saying? Um, If you're a player that has made like some good money. Player. Yeah. A if you're a player, player that's, yeah, you're a player that's made some good money or you're another star. Like that, that, it becomes really important what Giannis is doing because that's you know you're going there more for the chance to win a championship than for the bag. So again, it's communication, Logan. Like it can be, it, it can be an uneasy situation.
0: Like, dog, I don't like, you know, like do you do Milwaukee's you pick up phone and list. like hit Giannis's people and be like, yo, man, like I'm just trying to figure this out. Like, should I sign a one year deal here? Or should I go? Like, what's your plan? Do you do that? No doubt. Like, if, I, if, I, if I'm trying to win um, a,
1: a championship and I'm in the twilight, uh, not twilight, but maybe I got some tread left on the tire, but, you know, I, I'm trying to be on a team winning a championship. I am certainly, if I'm going a two-year deal, going to call Giannis um, or ask the front office, yo, look, I, I need to holler at Giannis. Like, can I, can I speak to him? Like, let's, let's go through back channels if I don't have his number and be like, yo, what are you thinking, Pimpin? Like, I need to know, bro, because I can go here, here, and here. I want to come here you know, but but I need to know that we're gonna be having a chance to win that. I, and that's fair.
0: So ultimately, like I said, I don't know if he's gonna leave. <laughs> but what how do you feel? Do you is this a playbook of him leaving or this this a playbook for leverage and ultimately he just signs a deal? I think Giannis stays in Milwaukee. I think he he um
1: wants to make sure that he does his part to keep them on the hook for adding pieces around him and building that team the right way. So I, I think ultimately Giannis yana stays in milwaukee and that this is just a play to make sure he gets what he needs i'm gonna go strong i don't know yeah i mean yeah i didn't know that we were able to like hedge our bets like that i would have said i don't know too um
0: but oh, wait, I, do you want me to do it do you want me to go it, in it, just, well, just stay, you me got me, to... me giving the, the answer like ah, you don't i don't know like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> i say he leaves he leaves like that's where i, I say mean he that's, leaves that's
1: where your heart was when we started this segment. I could tell. And that's okay. He might. No, um, no,
0: no, no, no. But again, no, no. anything you said short no. of you signing a no. deal? You said no. You said I no. I said he stays. I you say, say he stays. stays. You say he yeah. fucking stays. I say he's, I think he's going to leave. All right. And bro, that's you want to put something on, on it? You want to put just something on it? based on his actions. All right. Okay, all since right, we're bet. here, like, what you got? Dinner, dinner, dinner. When I come to Florida, if he leaves, then, you know, dinner on you. Bet. If I come, when I come to Piedmont,
1: we're going to my sushi spot at the bottom of the hill. On you. What's the sushi spot? What's the sushi spot? What's I don't called? remember the name. I was right at the bottom of the hill I lived in, in on in Piedmont. It was beautiful. Where? The gi- the gyoza was was phenomenal. Like it was yes tough. i I'm told you about with
0: it. you. I got a I got a sushi spot in, P- I, got sushi spot in P- I got a sushi spot in Piedmont that's kind of fire. See, shout out Shimizu. Is it was it was it called? It's called Shimizu. Uh, okay. All right. It's on it's on Piedmont. It's right across the street from uh, Saint Leo's. I don't know if you know. I don't know how long you were there. I don't even know how long yeah, you were there. But, I don't you know, know people that well, but you know yeah. what I mean, I don't know. Right. But you know, they got some great sushi. It's, some a easy, you know? it's a bet. It's a bet. It's a bet. sure. All right. Cool. Um, I wanted go. You want to <laughs> we talk about Talon about- Horton? You want to talk about Talon Horton? You want to talk about him? I w- Is that what you want to do? Talk about him? I just I wanted to talk about preseason games, and he right. was and he was he's the story of the preseason right now. Okay. Talon cool. Horton Tucker. Out here balling, he had he had like thirty fucking strip. Kawhi was balling out in preseason, and the Clippers look like shit. And I just want to know, like, does this mean anything, Rajabelle? No. Why doesn't it mean anything? All right, let's. It's just two. I just want to know. On a rea- so, like, I want to know on a real level because of NBA, and there's a lot of fans out there who are God. like, "Yo, man, my favorite player just scored 15 points. I know he's gonna be at the end of the bench during the season, but like, he could be the future."
1: There, look, I got into a preseason game. After that 2001 run with the Suns, hopped back out into preseason. AI had a late surgery on his elbow. Um, uh, Aaron McKee had a surgery on his knee. Eric Snow had a surgery on something else. So all those guard minutes were speedy. There's speedy Claxton. You the Sixers, right? Sixers, yes. 2002 preseason. Speedy Claxton and yours truly. Um, we were out there having a blast, getting buckets like we were about to take over the starting backcourt for the Philadelphia 76ers. I hung 21 on MJ, the first time I ever played him, in um, Penn State, uh, in State College, with my grandmama in the front row talking cash shit.
0: like Talking cash yeah, shit, huh?
1: Larry Brown, put it back in the game, son. Like, put it back in the game. And I'm out there getting Wait, it. Wait, was Grams the mad rapper? Was she out oh, here just yo. like, yo, man? <laughs> Grams is still doing it and still the mad rapper. Um. But anyway, point was, I didn't know at the time, and I found out very quickly once the regular season started, that they're not even close to being the same intensity level or, or tuned-endedness, if that's, even a, that's not a word, but I made it up, from, from regular NBA rotational players. They're just not taking it as serious. And so while I had 21 in that game and had a really good preseason, two weeks later, I played the Wizards in Washington and I played like three minutes and could barely enter a ball into the post because everybody's level of play was stepped up and mine was the same as it was in the Were preseason. Were you talking I was shit the,
0: in preseason? Were you talking shit in preseason? Did they have it out on you? Nah,
1: I didn't, no, I I wasn't talking shit. I don't talk shit. Gram, grandma, nanny, nanny was talking shit, bro. I, I told probably you remember Graham's talking shit. Nanny was talking shit. Uh, but so you, what I'm saying is you realize really quickly once you've been around the block in preseason and then that regular season hits That you're dealing with a different level of intensity, a different level of focus, a different level of game planning from your opposition. Everything is enhanced. And then I could say the same thing, Logan, from the first time you go from a regular season to your first playoff game. Like that is startling too because it even becomes more heightened and every possession matters even more. And guys are scrapping for balls that they wouldn't ordinarily scrap for in the middle of February, right? So – it just levels up every time you you get to another like from preseason to regular season to
0: to playoffs now i'm looking at the timeline you you not on, you don't be on twitter you're not really outside with it but it's cool so i'm looking on the timeline and it's the lakers so you know everything is magnified and they are talking about man kuzma going to get up out of here man like you better you know you better get in gear or like lakers have found their, their third star um i'm gonna just i'm just gonna put a name on it jomi on our social team who's just really just out here really just talking cash shit about how talon is gonna be out here the next great like the next byron scott and you know what i mean just really just out here just putting 10 on two also jomi i saw you in the group chat player you was out here talking cash shit about talon being the guy like the the second coming of kobe damn okay and is, my question to you is: Are the six are the are the Clippers going to remember this? Because he like took the ball away from from um, from from Kawhi. They're 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 panning LeBron out here, and LeBron's out here tweeting. I told y'all about Lil bro. He cold. You know what I mean? Is this going to come back and
1: bite talent in the ass? I don't know that it's going to bite talent in the ass. The Clippers are definitely going to remember it. I mean, Kawhi. We're talking about one of the best players in the game right now. I mean. I'm not taking anything away from Talon. Talon might be um, really, really nice. Uh, but Kawhi's already Kawhi.
0: already put his jersey in the, in the stable center rafters. Oh,
1: yeah, Kawhi, right. Kawhi is Kawhi. Is Kawhi. So, yes, Kawhi going to remember it. Whether the Clippers can do something about it or not, I don't know. Um, what I would say to, like, Jomi and anybody else that's telling Kuz he needs to watch his back. Kuz is what, like a three-year vet now? Yeah. Just won a championship. Um. Whether you thought he lived up to the role that you guys had in your minds for him when, when he first came into the league or not is besides the point. He played a good role on that Lakers championship team. He's not going to be out there in preseason scrapping and clawing and trying to score 30 in those games. That Those games are for the talents of the world to impress on the club that they deserve to be rotational players. Kyle Kuzma already is one. So, you know, it, it, I, I don't read anything in to talent Performance as it pertains to Kyle Kuzma. Now for talent, pretty pretty fucking cool. Like you're out there, you're getting buckets. Like you were drafted. Um, you didn't play a lot last year. Clearly, their player development out there with Phil Handy and company is real. And Phil so maybe you legend. Phil, shout out Phil, Phil Handy. Handy. Phil yeah. is that dude. Um, but but you know for him, those are meaningful minutes, meaningful buckets. I don't think that they mean shit to Kyle Kuzma and whether or not he's gonna be on a team. He's six. He's a six four like scoring guard. Kyle Kuzma's is what six eight wing player, like rangy, you know. Like they're they're two different animals, um, but pretty cool story for Talon Horton. Okay,
0: okay. Just I'm I'm glad we you know I'm glad we did this because you know there was a little excitement in the pre in the pre. Hey, uh, you should you, you should have some excitement meeting for the young fella. Like I'm cool with that. Like I think look if I was
1: out there scoring thirty in the in the preseason, I I'd i be feeling he's pretty chest good.
0: Up in LeBron, he's out here just oh, like, life is good. Yeah. Only thing that would make it better is if fans were there. Like, that would have made it better. He would have been like the toast of the town in LA. He can't really do nothing with this right now. He's, and he's 20. So, yeah, that sucks. We'll, you know, yeah, we'll see. And also, push it. Like, so with that argument, should we take stock into Kevin Durant and John Wall out here balling off Achilles in the preseason? Because John Wall played really well in Chicago. And I didn't look like a guy that was coming off an Achilles tear. And same with Kevin. Like I saw some highlights of Kevin last night. Played pretty well. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Those are. It's a different when I
1: if I were watching those guys play in the preseason, I didn't see either one of them play. I wouldn't be necessarily looking to see if they got buckets if they got numbers because again, I'm telling you that the level of play isn't going to be the same as they see in the regular season. I'd be be looking to see like where they fluid. Like did did they have a hitch in their giddy up? Were they explosive? Like those type of things, right? Because both of those guys, if they have their legs under them and stuff, they've already proven what they're going to be able to do. You're looking to see how far Achilles tear um, medicine, rehab, and, and surgeries have come. How far that procedure in the rehab has come. Like has it made the same strides as ACL tears have made? Has it, you know, because, you know, the last time I, you really remember a significant one was probably who, Dominique? in the NBA, or Kobe, a Kobe, Kobe um, you know, Kobe there can be a lot never of... never str- the same. After Kobe that. was never the same, but Kobe was also, how old when he tore his Achilles?
0: Uh, like 30, he was like in year, what, 16, 17, Something like, he was, he was up there. Yeah, yeah, right. So,
1: I mean, have you made strides in the last however many years with that type of procedure and that type of rehab? And do those guys look like they're moving smoothly, fluidly, and they have a little bit of... Um, fast twitch that 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 they're going to be able to play with
0: yeah that's fair i i was impressed with with kevin and john off an of achilles Impressed with talent too but i just want to you know like let's let's temper expectations a little bit you know what i mean it was two months after you guys just got out of the bubble clippers aren't sharp yet like you know it's cool um <laughs> yeah man <laughs> <laughs> that's what you yeah, get, Jomi. Cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. That's what that, He's talking to you, Jomi.
1: Jomi, if Jomi would like to defend your position, I think we both welcome Jomi, right? Like, if he wants to come on and...
0: If Jomi wants to come on, like, it's good. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk to the right people. To,
1: you know, we'll talk to his people. Yeah, and see Because well, I think we're both saying he needs to pump breaks, right? I mean, that's what yeah. we're saying, essentially. I think he needs yeah. to pump breaks. Pump you breaks. You know
0: what I mean? A lot of Laker Nation needs to pump the brakes right now. It's game two of the preseason. Well, it was a good little week, man. It was good to talk to you. Yeah, dog. I'm going to go throw some aloe vera on my little sunburn, you know. Okay. Try to, you know what try I mean? to take Florida care Florida problems. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? All right, man. Well, that was another edition of The Real Ones. Make sure you tap in with us on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you tap in to some other podcasts on The Ringer, like The Ringer NBA show with The Mismatch, who has its own feed, and also group chat. And also, we have another new show on The Feed, Raja. With Chris Ryan, he has a Friday show. It's really dope. You guys should go tap in with that. Um, Also, Ringer NFL show. Listen to that. Listen to the Ringer Music show with my guy Charles Holmes. Okay, listen to R2C2 with Vallejo Legend CC Sabathia. Get that. Get listen to CC to get you ready for the verses with E40 and Two Short. All right, we'll go see y'all later this week. Holla.